0: What's up, you guys? I'm your host, Michael Swoboda, and this is The Average Alaskan Podcast, the show where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of Alaskan outdoors and life in Alaska. Welcome back, guys. I'm back. It's awesome. We're doing another episode, joined by the one, the only, Mr. Sean Love.
1: Hey, what's up, guys?
0: It's been the long-awaited return of yours, truly. I've been out and about in the mountains, doing all kinds of stuff, traveling around, hunting, enjoying myself, and finally got back. Um, Got back about three weeks ago, something like that, Uh, and then took Miss Jordan Raymond on a trip down to Texas, saw some family, and went onto it without burning your hand. The koozie's really cool. The studio back up and running, the old fancy cold as hell garage right now um because it is a full-blown winter now boys got gloves on (laughs) we uh we kind of fell behind on uh getting the fuel tank filled for the shop so we're a little chilly but that's uh life in alaska so (laughs) freaking hey well uh first things first thank you guys for tuning in for another episode sorry for the hiatus um like i said before i was out in the bush working uh first year working towards my uh, or my register guides license so that's awesome um but with that uh i was gone so i couldn't record uh sean and sam were able to put together a couple episodes but unfortunately due to some technical stuff with uh, my laptop that i left them to use um they were unable to upload some of those so We've had a a Lolan episode, so we apologize for that, but that's life, and uh, we roll with the punches, and we're back now, bitches. (laughs) But, no, so thank you guys. Like always, we appreciate it. If you like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff, uh, let us know how you like the show. A um, bunch of new listeners since I've been gone, so welcome. Thank you guys. We love the support. It's fun to hear from you guys. And I hope everybody's falls uh, were successful and are continue to be successful. We still got deer going on, some mountain goat going on, uh, cow moose, which we're in the process of trying to tag and bag ourselves right now. Um, but yeah, all kinds of stuff going on It's been, shoot, we did our last episode Because I left in August I left first week of August
1: Because yeah, we, we went and did Caribou And we had a couple preloaded before then but Last time we recorded one together was
0: should, End of July End of somewhere. July, beginning of August Yeah, it's fucking November now <laughs> Holy shit <laughs> <yeah. laughs> It's been a bit so. It never slows down Oh no I and mean, Alaska never does, but so we're here to get y'all filled in on everything in the world in the last three months. so we got plenty of stuff. We're gonna have a bunch of episodes coming out here soon. I've got some that I recorded out in the bush. Uh, Sean and Sam have some that are still recorded and on deck, so those might get released. plus we've just got a ton of hunting season recap to go through gear review stuff, all kinds of stuff. so we're gonna be staying busy. We also. Like always have some awesome interviews coming up as well, but we're going to jump right in and uh, just start plugging out episodes for you guys again. You know, get that steady one a week minimum, and then we'll probably throw some bonus episodes out there for you guys. You know, hunting season's starting to come to an end. Up here, it's getting cold, a lot of inside time coming up, so we'll give you all plenty of stuff to get caught up on, so we appreciate you guys, and we appreciate y'all sticking around even though uh, we kind of disappeared for a little bit, so... You know, not much we can do there.
1: (laughs) Things got done, but things didn't get done. Yeah,
0: Uh, let's just leave it at uh, Sean's not very technically uh, inclined.
1: I can work a cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Counts for something. Yeah.
0: So uh, maybe maybe next time we'll leave Sam in charge. Uh, We'll see. (laughs) I would be smarter. (laughs) Oh shit! So uh, where should we start? It's been crazy. Dude, what have you been doing? Man, so. That's a little bit of of everything. Uh, I guess we can start from uh, uh, most recent to furthest away. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, took Miss Jordan down to Texas. We were down there for 10 days. Uh, We got back right at the, I think we got back the night of the 30th. So basically November 1st. So you guys will be hearing this on like the 10th. So we've been back for a little bit, but gotten to you know, get honeydews done, get everything squared away, get life back in order. But we went down to Texas um, primarily to go see my grandmother. Hadn't seen her in six years, and she's getting up there in age, and, you know, it's tough being, you know, almost 5,000 miles away, so you kind of, you know, got to make those trips when you can, so went down there, spent three, three and a half days with her, and we were in College Station, and the Brazos Valley Fair was going on, so went and did some rodeo stuff with Jordan, she enjoys that, and, Went and saw Twiggy, the world famous water skiing squirrel. So that was that was a highlight of it for me. That you was should
1: awesome. put that on the page. <laughs> yeah. Totally rad. Dude, shout
0: out to Twiggy. Hope you're doing good, Twiggy number eleven. <laughs> He's the goat. But uh, so spent a couple days there. Saw a uh, old buddy from high school uh, down there. Him and his wife. They were nice enough to let us stay. Thank you, Harrison and uh, Peyton. Really appreciate it, you guys. Um, but they put us up while we were in college station and then we headed down to the coast from there down to Port O'Connor. I uh, got a family bay house down there that's been been in the family since the fifties and lucky lucky enough to still have it in the family. So booked that out, went down there and uh chased some uh, big bull redfish around, which was super cool. Jordan really likes it down there and we got some pretty nice weather. It was blowing a little bit at the beginning of the beginning of the trip but had to do some tlc on the the boat while we were down there uh, my uncle leaves a bay boat down there and he's nice enough to let us use it when we're down there so needed to put a new battery in it and then went to launch it and it wasn't pissing water so i thought the water the impeller on the water pump it froze up so took it in turned out it was good but it just had some blockage in there so cost a little to put it in the shop cut a day out of fishing but uh made some friends with the guys there at the shop and they ended well one of the guys mike down there took us out on a flounder gigging trip one of the nights which was cool so uh you know all came around worked out in the end but got the boat running and then uh just did some you know didn't hit the fishing too hard we were just kind of on vacation time you know been out in the woods for 70 days at that point we're just kind of Cooling off, and uh, but Jordan landed like five, 35-plus-inch uh, big bull red drum, which was super fun, a couple sharks. Uh, she had one big redfish get uh, claimed by the tax man. Shark came up, and but it was probably the biggest red she'd hooked the whole trip. It was probably like 42 inches or so. And it was, I mean, clean from the gills back, just got whacked and got that on film and stuff, which was pretty cool. And uh but she had a blast and caught a bunch of fish, took her out flounder gigging, she'd never done anything like that and she was just tickled pink to do that and it's
1: wild. It's a totally it's a wild experience. I mean the closest you can get to that here's spearing northern.
0: Yeah, through the ice. Yeah. And, it was just cool because it was a gorgeous evening flat calm and we're just ripping around on he had a uh it was like a 22 foot uh like tunnel skiff but he had it outfitted with a fan blade over the outboard and you know full light system he had a sweet flounder boat and school just zipping around baits jumping everywhere jordan's you know you can see through the water and real well and so she's just pointing out every crab and all the fish that are around and then she just once she saw her first flounder and kind of she missed her very first one but then once she kind of got the uh the hang of it got kind of talked through the the system she was just a freaking assassin out there just stabbing fish <laughs> with stick 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 and uh we got our limit that night which was super fun and we were running the crab pots while we were down there and just you know, just enjoying it, doing the Gulf Coast lifestyle for a little bit. We love going down there, and and it was a nice little, you know, little break of weather. It was such a wet fall. Y'all had it bad here so in town bad. too, but it was you know, Alaska Range was no different. We just got so much rain this fall, and it was nice to be somewhere warm and <laughs> just not have to worry about it, you know, getting sunburnt and stuff. And it's like, hell yeah. <laughs>
1: and then, Outside a t-shirt. yeah,
0: you know, And then get home and snows on the ground and yeah. it's right back to it. But, but no, that was, that was a good, good cap to the season. And then right before that, I was, um, I was down in Cordova doing a goat hunt and then was out in before that out in icy Bay, uh, helping set up a, a hunting camp for the future. And, uh, Leading up to that, I was out in the Alaska range for 47 days, and a real successful season out there. It wasn't the most successful for the outfit, but we killed a lot of animals, a bunch of nice animals, saw a ton, uh, whacked a bunch of bears, so got a lot of brown bears out of the population, which was cool. It was just a real successful season. It was a great, you know, great group of guys. My first year working with that outfit, and you know, uh, Steve Johnson just, you know, was a great guy, treated me well, has an awesome outfit. Totally recommend it to anybody listening out there. Ultimate Alaska Adventures, uh, Master Guide Steve Johnson, he's the man. You know, reasonable guy, runs a good outfit, good guides, and man, it was it was a blast. Learned a ton, and you know, anytime you get to spend that much time out in the field, it's just a good thing. And you know, I'm close to. Depending on how long it takes us to get this cow for Miss (laughs) Miss Sam, I'll be creeping up on a hundred days in the field hunting alone. Because shoot, throw the fishing in there, and we're probably close to you know one hundred and fifty on the year, which has been a really good year. Super blessed for that. It's kind of crazy thinking about it. You know, been gotten to be a part of like something like sixteen kills this year, which is definitely the most I've gotten to be a part of, especially for you know western hunting. So it was just you know a good crash course and just you know. Blessed to do what I get to do. I love it, you know. Gotta gotta find a way to make it financially viable. But that's always <laughs> but, the goal, man. Right, it's exactly. always the goal. But no, it was it was kick ass, met a bunch of awesome people and gotta test a bunch of gear and just you know, do all the fun things. But, you know, it was good to be back, you know, after a while, I was starting to you know, I hadn't looked in a mirror in <laughs> a couple months and I got back, I was like <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> <laughs> Time for a haircut. Yeah, man. I was rocking the the Leatherman mullet cut for a while, which was fun, but uh, Jordan said that had to go. She felt like she was, sorry guys, I'm fiddling with stuff, but uh, <laughs> I'm tinkering, um, but yeah, she you know, felt like a bad, bad one night stand every morning, so I was like, ah, I get it. <laughs> got oh, it was to.
1: rad. <laughs> Don't let me tell you otherwise. The Mad
0: Max mullet was killing it. I it was cool. <laughs> well, I might have to throw that up on the Instagram for you guys, you'll enjoy that and videotaped the whole thing, because that was the only mirror I had, was (laughs) the old phone camera, so, but, no, how was, how was your fault while I was gone? We haven't really, we've seen each other a bunch since, but we haven't really chatted much about what we've been up to.
1: A little bit of fishing here and there on the anchor, caught some rainbows, a couple dollies, didn't get the fish for steelhead or anything like that, just too freaking busy getting ready for winter. (laughs) Right. You You know how it goes, but, yeah, got everything processed. Now we're just trying to punch Sam's cow.
0: Heck yeah, because y'all, I still haven't even listened to it. I was going to on the flight, and I didn't. I haven't listened to you and Sam's uh, caribou episode yet. But y'all both got caribou, went and yep. saw y'all's mounts today in y'all's house. They look solid. Yep. Freaking, that was sweet. How Y'all were there for seven days, right? Y'all went Wednesday to Wednesday, or?
1: Yeah, we were there for seven days. We only got to hunt three days, though.
0: Yeah, weather. Oh, so bad. <laughs> 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 if you're
1: going to ADAC. Prep for only half the days.
0: <laughs> no. No, just a lot of wind, or do y'all get a ton of rain? W- w- uh, rain
1: It was, <laughs> I've never seen rain fly sideways. <laughs> we were coming back with some nasty waves. Just oh, yeah, nasty, no. dude.
0: Because, uh, what outfit did y'all use for y'all's transport? It was,
1: um, not the Illusion. You guys went with Illusion Outfitters. Yeah, we went with
0: ADAC Illusion Outfitters. It was
1: um, Chris with, uh, what's his name?
0: Illusion, no, uh.
1: Hadek like Adventures, yeah, he Hadek Adventures. I think it is nice,
0: super good, dude, super yeah. cool. So, did he just run y'all around to the south end of the island, then? Yep, yep, and then just dropped y'all off and yep. spiked out from there. Hell yeah, y'all took because uh, y'all took my I mean, and Jordan's uh, mother hubba, the yep. three man that worked out solid worked for like you guys, like a
1: charm, dude. Hell yeah. The things, I love that tent. It's badass. Uh, I'll it's, say that.
0: Yeah, the only complaint I, you know, complaint, but it's a small one, is that you have to pitch the inside without the. Fly first, so yeah, in the marginal conditions, and- yeah, you gotta be quick about it. But, but no, that thing's it's like it could use a tiny bit more ventilation. It's got like the two small vents, but it, it does solid. If you've got a slight breeze, it does really well. You know, so
1: we'd have an issue with the condensation the whole time. Nice, we had an issue with the foot pad, no, the footpan, the oh, foot the footprint. bottom, yeah, soaking through the yeah, front. the top of the yeah. It was fucking wet yeah, <laughs> the whole a, time we were there. I need to
0: get a footprint for that one. I have a footprint for my Mountain Star, my Kuyu one, and yeah. that helps a lot, but,
1: yeah. But I mean, besides that, I have no complaints about it at all. Hell yeah. It was only, not where we were sleeping, but where you come in and out of the door and stuff. But uh, yeah, I should put my moisture stuff. Yeah, I should put my glass and pad there, and it went have been just fine. Yeah. But.
0: Nice. And so it was you, Sam, Sam's dad, and Pearl her Katoni. uncle. Right? Yep. Yeah. Nice. And Kate, Sam's nice. so there's girlfriend. Cool, so there's five of y'all. Yeah, plenty of people to pack. Heck yeah. <laughs> it was very nice. <laughs> Heck, yeah. How many total caribou did y'all get on the trip? Three. And
1: Sam's dad's going back in December.
0: Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. Heck, yeah. So Oh, and that's nice. He's going in December, so he'll still be able to shoot a bull, too. Yeah. So yeah. Right oh, yeah. The, If they still have their antlers, which they should.
1: Yeah, by Yeah. Eh, eh, yeah. <laughs> it. We saw that one moose that dropped one here. Yeah. So and it's early to be dropping
0: them. Heck, yeah. Yeah, because we're still Sam... Was lucky enough to draw a cow, local cow moose tag, which opened the twentieth of last month, and uh, y'all did, y'all weren't really able to do any hunting for it until. This last weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we went out. Y'all went out all three days. I was able to make it for two. Had to do some honeydews on Sunday. I figured I hadn't seen Jordan. I uh, ditched her for probably three months. Call. I was like, ah, we're going to go hunting. Yeah. Probably a
1: good call. It was tough. like, motherfucker, mother you've
0: been hunting for three months. Get your ass inside. Yeah,
1: it was cold. You know, when I had done some previous scouting and you see some cows, but of course, by the time we're out there with a gun, Looking for cows, you didn't see a damn thing. Right.
0: So Yeah, we saw some sign. We had that fresh snow, but just not a ton of ton of animals moving. It was real windy the days we were out, which yeah. and it cold too, so they're pretty down tight. Hunkered tight. But we still got another two weekends, so Yeah, and this week it'll be warm. Yeah. Even, you know, you'll be on call for work, but even, you know, do some road hunting and
1: Yeah, I'll be able to so we get up before and do the road checks and stuff, but I'll be able to get out by Eight, something like that. Oh, not even light yet. Yeah, so no <laughs> sweaty.
0: Also, super ash chapter about the whole daylight savings thing. I kind of like uh, it getting light at like ten and staying <laughs> yes. light to like seven. <laughs> I go well, to work and it's dark, and I come back and it's dark. Yeah, it's good. It's cool. It's the tough time of the year, but you
1: got to get out in it though. Yep. You're not going to survive Alaska. If you don't <laughs> exactly get out with a headlamp. Go ski. Go snowshoe. On the days off, you have to get out in it. Oh yeah. Otherwise, you just you're going to hate your life. Going to hate this place.
0: Mhm. We got a bunch of ice fishing planned cuz me and Jordan have decent amount of time. We all for the first time have like solid amount of time off work. I'm, you know, I'm a bum. I'm on I'm unemployed now, so I have all the time <laughs> off, but uh, but uh so we're going to try and make some good at least, you know, 2-3 night, you know, ice fishing trips happen and
1: Yeah, cuz you came with us once twice last year. Uh, I times. think
0: I made it 3. Made it out three times. Jordan made it out once, I think. Man,
1: I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> the ice fishing is awesome.
0: No, we're gonna hit it hard. It's just now starting to get good conditions in some places. So
1: yeah, they're getting a couple inches up north.
0: Like yeah, uh, you know, Fairbanks has been fishing for a while, and then now Peninsula's starting to get hard, which is nice. Jake yeah. saw uh, someone out ice skating on Beluga today. So nice. Heck yeah, that's good news. Yep, getting to be that time of the year, which is sweet. Also got some skiing planned. We got our uh, local Homer ski swap tomorrow, so I'm going to try and is go. It tomorrow over. or today? Tomorrow. Okay. I thought it was today, but it's I thought tomorrow. so, too. No, it's 5.30 to 7.30 tomorrow. Sick. After work. Yep. So I'm going to go try and pick up some skis. Probably won't have a ton of downhill stuff, but might pick up some cross-country Dude, skis. Get some skate skis done. All <laughs> right. Need to do something.
1: So it's a controversy topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love skiing. Like skate skiing, cross-country mm-hmm. skiing. Badass. Shit's awesome. It's exercise, and you're outside, and you're moving around. Some people just hate on it. <laughs> I used to hate on it until I started skiing. I skied because Samantha skied. Yeah. I was like, that's something we can go do together. You like skiing? Let's go do it. Let's go ski. She skied her whole life. Fucking badass at it. Makes yeah. me look like a chump. <laughs> but you get good at it. You know, if you're gonna good at ice skating. Even yeah. marginally, it's like that just easier.
0: Yeah. I'll have to get, I'm going to try and talk Jordan into getting a pair. But For we'll sure. See.
1: And I got cross Country skis you guys yeah. can use. Starter skis. Starter skis. Yeah. Learn the basics. Pizza cut. Yeah. French fry.
0: <laughs> well, I'll find on a downhill. I just got to get used to the skinny, skinny skis. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah.
1: Let's get going. Out of McNeil where it's nice and flat, dude, you can get cooking.
0: Yeah. Just, it's awesome. Oh, It'll be good. Get me out. Get me active. Yep. Hopefully going to get the gym set up in here. So we got a little workout space. Once I get all this freaking shower shit out of here. <laughs> you just <laughs> yeah. got to do it. <laughs> I know. Update, Jordan still doesn't have a shower and she still hates me. So <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> I'll help you do whatever you want.
0: <laughs> we'll get it done. But no, that's top of the honeydew list. But we're getting there. We're getting there. It's this, one day at a time, man. Right? <laughs> this goat hunt's really, really putting that relationship on the... No. <laughs> i know (laughs) yeah we are local uh draw goat unit just went to registration because they didn't meet their quota so anybody in the local area if you uh have the hankering to do some goat hunting go do it right now because
1: uh when's it close uh it's
0: usually like the end of the month i think it's around the 20th or so but so so we
1: shoot a cow this weekend and shoot a goat next weekend Mm,
0: now you're talking (laughs) hope you buy your snowshoes (laughs) yeah i got crampons i got an extra set (laughs) Oh, speaking of that, uh I think I told you already I had my first uh spooky uh situation on the mountain, the goat hunt. So we had we were hunting out of Cordova and just had dog crap weather. just been it was wet all fall, but Southeast Alaska. It's wet all the time and then when it's even you know more wet it just can be miserable and so we had a seven-day hunt flew in and it was just you know gnarly weather we sat at the base camp for like two days waiting for weather break finally got a window was making our way uh we were gonna go get up into the alpine set up our spike camp and then work from there and we we're heading up and we we're working up this uh like glacier runoff this you know big uh glacial rapid creek and working up this uh like stone face and had our crampons on. There's four of us. We had guide two packers and the client and, uh, we were working our way up and I was at the end of the pack line, staying behind our client and letting him kind of work his way up. And I was, we were probably 20 foot above the rapids at this point and, uh, sitting on this, just basically sitting on this little edge of my crampons and waiting for the client to get up. And, You know, you don't want to be on top of each other in that terrain because you slip, you're throwing, you know, those two-inch spikes through somebody's freaking dome, so letting him get up, and I was sitting in a spot, it was kind of a bad spot, and I was just waiting to kind of switch back the, you know, other direction, start four to five and up that way, client finally got in a spot where I can move, and I went to take my first step, and the, you know, ledge I was standing on just kind of slid off, and uh, just started sliding down the stone face, and... You know, I had my crampons and my ice axe, and so went to try and self-arrest, just jab the, you know, the pointy end of my ice axe into the rocks, and just trying to get a grip with my crampons as I'm sliding down into these, you know, this little boulder rapid, and I was just like, shit, 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 finally caught about, you know, seven foot above the rapids, but slid a good, you know, 10, 12 feet, and just have, you know, 60-pound pack on your back, trying to drag you down, and, you know, caught an edge, and you know, I was like, Sweet didn't die. you know i knew i wasn't <laughs> gonna die but i knew i was gonna be real bummy if i went into that rapid because i'll probably break a leg and then you're soaked and it's 36 degrees outside all around dog just, shit. yeah exactly so you know i was able to catch that and then you know pick a better line get up and i put myself in a bad spot and you know that's a bummer being the last guy in the line too because all the you know grounds already kind of chewed up and softened up and but made it up, no biggie after that, and we just kept the spikes on the whole way. It was, you know, we're using our crampons through the evergreen, forest, you know, the hemlock forest because it's just so wet, and it's, it's steep. It's similar to hiking up across the bay, like mm-hmm. if you're in any of the canyon bottoms hiking, hiking those faces, but it was just real thick and slick, and so it just took us forever to get up into the high country, finally got up there and set up camp, and we basically stayed in that campsite for the next four days weather rolled in one day was just a blizzard you know camps all snowed in it's all socked in we had probably four four hours of huntable time up there and our hunter was using a traditional longbow so you know we needed we needed everything in our you know in our favor for it and it just you know didn't work out but that's Unfortunately, that's how hunting goes in general, and especially in that part of the state. It just it can be
1: brutal. And Traditional longbow for goats, yeah, it's a, it's it's trying weird. to starve to death.
0: struggle, stick, and string, but uh it was was, you know all right time as good experience yeah as good as sitting in a tent for seven days can be and (laughs) but you put that uh kuyu storm star or not storm star i have the mountain star which is a three season put it to the test and going into the season i was very skeptical on the tent i wasn't super bullish on it and it performed great held up in that you know squall real good i mean it was blowing probably good 35 and you know snowing heavy and you know stayed awesome didn't condensate hardly at all um uh Joel and uh Leopold were sharing a Heliberg and we were just getting rained on from the inside, so the old you know four hundred dollar coup you outdid the twelve hundred dollar Heliberg in this situation Oof. so <laughs> 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 ventilation <Right. laughs> yeah. Yeah, ventilation. <laughs> But, so gear gear held up well pretty much all season, had a couple blowouts on some things, my uh Yukon pants blew out the seams, I put in a warranty on that, and a couple other small things, but for the most part, everything held up real well, so it was it was nice, and it was a good test of it there at the end of the season. everything been used pretty. Solid, and then you know throw it into the fire with a you know good, cold, snowy, icy mountain goat hunt to end off the season, so it you know everything held up well. the Barneys pack is doing solid. I did notice I blew out a peg on the frame on that top right frame. You can see it's mm. not connected on our uh, cow hunt must have rattled off from being strapped to the wheelers or something, but no, it was good. The only thing uh love my Barney's pack if you're anybody out there looking for a pack to buy. And you're going to use it, you know, for real heavy loads, Alaska, hauling Moose, Bear, stuff like that. Or if you're, you know, in the hunting industry and spend a ton of time with stuff on your back, uh, these frickin' Barney's Packs are hard to beat. But do not, whatever you do, do not buy the water bottle holster for it because it is dog shit. <laughs> Kevin, I'm talking to you. The thing is garbage. <laughs> it's like $50. It <laughs> doesn't work. Unbuckles all your tension. It's horse shit. But, um, other so than that, that it, great pack, <laughs> great pack, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it held up well. It needs a bath. It's getting pretty ripe. It carried out two moose, two caribou, a brown bear. Um, and a lot of, a lot of sweat from me. <laughs> it smells like unwashed ass. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully one more moose on the season. But, uh, That'll be and maybe a goat. Who knows? We'll well, see. If we I'm don't pack that moose too far. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> If we can't get to the wheelers, we ain't shooting it. Yep. No.
1: Jet sled. <laughs> <laughs> There's enough snow. We're we'll bringing the jet sled. Oh
0: yeah, but but no. It was it was a freaking kick-ass time. We we'll dive into some of the hunts uh, a little more, and we'll probably do a full breakdown episode for a bunch of them. But it was a freaking doozy. How did uh Before I, I keep rambling, how was y'all's uh uh moose season? The main bull season. it's long,
1: yeah, long and sad. <laughs> I've never seen so more illegal bulls in my life. <laughs> we spent—I mean, I spent every day after work out there, and every weekend the entire season. Oh. I had seen so. We called in so many cows. We called in a couple of really nice bulls that were meh, not mm-hmm. big enough. <laughs> real bummer.
0: A good license loser. <laughs> exactly.
1: You're like, well, real close not close enough for me to shoot you. Yeah. So, that one we saw with the one antler, yep. when we're out there looking. That I definitely saw him earlier this year. Yeah. I have a picture of him.
0: <laughs> no, that's cool. He he should be a good bull next year. He had good genes at least from the one pad. I saw. weak front on that side, but mm-hmm. good mass, decent width. He's probably like 38 to low 40, yeah. but he's he's got some decent looking genes and big big solid body. Looked like he was limping a little bit almost uh it could have been cold. Yeah, exactly. He was bedded. It was frigid out. So he's yeah. probably just all stiffed up. Yeah.
1: But It's been many mornings in the stand, going out, going out before light, going in, doing a little call-in as soon as the sun comes up, waiting, waiting for that first feed to kick off, and nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Called in a bunch of cows <laughs> <laughs> that I haven't seen yet for the cow hunt. But they're out there. They're out there. That's a, some moosey shit, man. Yeah. That's a great spot to moose hunt.
0: Oh, yeah, and we'll pull we'll pull a cow out of there for sure before the season's over. Oh, we yeah. just got to, you know, weather's tough and you can only control so much. That's but. one thing
1: about moose hunting is you got to be out there. It's not like tree stand hunting down south where you sit in the tree stand for one day and you're like, oh, I watched, you know, five white tail walk by and I don't want any of those ones. Mm-hmm. This is like call it in, wait all day for him to get there, get back the next morning and he's wandering around where you were.
0: Yeah, you just got to put your time in because, like, on our hunts, you know, we were doing 10 day hunts and you'd be glassing the same Mm -hmm. chunk of country every day. And it's like, can't be anything in here, you know? We've glassed it for three days straight, haven't seen anything. Next morning, there'll be 10 moose, you know, out feeding. It's a matter of being out there. It totally is a matter of being out there. And that country's so big, so thick that if they're bedded down, you'll never see them unless you walk right up on them, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a waiting game and exactly time in the field. They're big yep. animals, not high density. So yep. it's like, definitely know. get some
1: scouting done before you go out and pick a spot and be like, this is my spot. If your family hasn't done it for 50 years, yeah. definitely do some serious scouting.
0: Mm-hmm. And just don't be afraid to try a bunch of country and don't be afraid to pick a spot and just hunt it hard for a season. And if there's not, you know, find out it's a bad moose spot, you find out it's a bad moose spot. That's part of fucking figuring out not hunting. <laughs> <Yeah. just> Looking <laughs> how for signs
1: and. Giving it its best damn shot, man. That's all he can do.
0: Yeah. And I honestly, especially if you're a weekend warrior in it, uh, you know, I I believe in, you know, figuring out an area, figuring out, you know, the patterns of the animals, what their routines are, that type of stuff over just bouncing spot to spot to spot. You know, you might get lucky doing that. You're going to cover a lot more country and, you know, got odds of, you know, something bumbling out. But, you know, until you figure out actually how the animals are moving and interacting with the landscape, you're not going to, you know, Find true success, true long term success, without yep. figuring that stuff out. Mm.
1: Well, in here it's kind of hard to see unless you like. It's hard to glass. It's hard for your to use your binoculars and put them to work and mm. really get to seeing things unless you climb up in a tree. You know, even then we don't have real big trees here. Yep. So it's it's a lot of scouting.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just figuring out, you know, kind of where they're, where they're feeding, where they're bedding, you know, just where they're traveling. That's, you know, it was nice getting out with that fresh snow and mm-hmm. being able to see, you know, wh- you know, wh- what general direction are the moose moving? Are they moving, you know, down valley, up valley? Are they, you know, hanging out in the bottoms or staying in the trees where, you know, less snow cover, stuff like that? And just, you know. Picking up and learning your landscape is the only way to do it for learning everything, the animals, you know?
1: man. Learning the animals, learning the behaviors because they'll spend they'll go back down to the bottoms to rest. But you see all the footprint, all the tracks facing uphill, mm-hmm. and they come back up and feed. And I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Shit pisses me <laughs> off. <laughs> I, I saw so many illegal bulls <laughs> this year, way more than I saw last year. Yeah, I'll say that. But we got lots of hunting in. That's yeah. for sure. Lots of good hunting in. And
0: that's the key. Shit got got. Yeah. No, but how did uh talk about your, I know the listeners have heard it, but I haven't. I want to know more. So walk me through that ADAC trip a little bit, like from start to finish. How'd that go? Pretty rad. Yeah. <laughs> it's a
1: cool place. Um, It's a weird place. As you well know, ADAC yeah. is a weird place. You go out there and you see the same people for days and days and days. You know, the people that work in the airport also work in the grocery store and also work in the liquor store and also work at the bar and yeah. you see them around town. It's the same 10 people.
0: Yeah. What, what all was open while you're there? Cause when we were there in the winter, there's basically nothing open, but the summer there's a few more things going on. And yeah, we went to the bar or the bar and restaurant
1: and it's decent food, you know, for expensive, <laughs> like yeah. really expensive. I'm sure I have a picture of the menu. On here. <laughs> it's like $20 for a six thing wings. You're like, Ooh, sounds like Homer. Yeah. <laughs> But the liquor store is open certain days a week, and the grocery store is only open certain days a week, and as you well know, really? the airport's only open Wednesdays and Sundays, I think it is. Yeah, either that or Saturday. Or like Saturday, something yeah. like that. But everything seemed to be pretty well open. You know, everybody's willing to talk to you and give you pointers where to go and whatnot, and you know, drive around is cool, and seeing all the old infrastructure, and going out to the, uh, what do they call it, the... um White Alice. It's near White Isle. White Alice is cool because yeah. you can see the whole place from White Isle. But it's the, uh, the ammo range. What do they call it? And it's got a certain name. Jake knows the name.
0: Uh, which, was it the row of buried Kwanson huts kind of up? Yeah, in it's the, all the foothill country. Yeah, there are like eight of them, two rows of like four or something like that. Yeah, so if you go yeah.
1: to the left of White Alice, so you go out a little ways. It's the... Uh, so really it's really to store all the munitions in bunkers and bunkers. Oh, are you
0: talking like the northeast corner of the island? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, you go out. There's those big, big bay there. Huge bunkers. Yeah,
1: huge bunkers, and there's like thirty of them. Oh yeah, you drive down the road and they're down this windy road, so they couldn't get bombed all at once. Mm. It's crazy. It's a crazy place. There's lots of old infrastructure there.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's badass. I'd love to see it near, when it's not covered in snow, or yeah. at least you know when it's green. I should yeah, say. Yeah, you should go
1: through with with Jake one time. He knows all yeah. about it because he did UXO out there, and so he tells us all about all the stuff and. He knows everything about that place.
0: Everything, yeah, super cool. No, it's a, it's a sweet place. So when y'all when y'all got in, did y'all get out in the field that first day, or did y'all yep. have a night y'all stayed in town? First
1: day, we're out there. He's like, "All right, we're going. We got a window for weather. We're going." First day, awesome. Oh, yeah. Got spiked up. Went and did some glass and saw some caribou off in the distance. You know, stupid far out because <laughs> you could see forever out there. Oh yeah, but it was really cool. Good first day. Saw three bulls right off the bat. We're like, well, you know, we can end this day, or we can, you know, hunt on and whatnot. Spiked out and got food going, blah, blah, blah. Second day, we went and hiked as a group, a group of five. We were just kind of a big group to hike with, you know. But we were out there hiking, and Sam and I skirted around the coast where they kind of hang out. And you can see trails. I mean, packed down trails. Mm-hmm. where You can see where they've gone the whole time. That's kind of their route. We followed down these trails, didn't see a thing, and we hear a gunshot off in just, Boom! Tony had shot some a little bull. Awesome, rock on. Second day, solid. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's cool in my books. We ate that for dinner. Packed it out. It wasn't, wasn't too heavy. You know, mm. we packed. I packed most of it. Yeah, probably. But Tony put in work after we shot ours. Yeah. Yeah, we shot ours on the
0: third day. Nice. How long? How far of a pack out was that first one?
1: The first one, only a couple miles, maybe, if that.
0: Nice. That's not bad. Yeah.
1: So that was, it was a little hike, nothing too serious. The third day when Sam got hers and I got mine, it was in a little bachelor group of five, five little bulls. And we had hiked three, four miles on top of this, uh, like a plateau in the middle of this valley. So mountains on each side, big lake down at the end. We're glass in this valley and we see the five bulls at the end of the valley. Like, okay. And we had split up from the rest of the group. The rest of the group was on our right-hand side, kind of on the s- south of us a couple miles. And they were working this ridgeline looking down on the other side. And it was kind of in the middle of our, where we had designated to be our hunting area in their hunting area, mm-hmm. kind of on the edge between us. And so we waited because we're like, they for sure see him. They for sure see him. turns out they didn't see him. We waited, we waited, we waited, we, waited, we didn't know. So we're like, well, it gets to be 1. 30, 2 o'clock. Like, well, we got to make a play on it. Yeah. They're good sized bulls. This will be your third day. You're not promised any good weather. We're making a play. You know, we go out, hiding behind moguls, walking in a creek so they can't see us, and we get behind this decent sized rock. They're like, okay, there they are. They start to bed down. You see the antlers just over the rocks, and so we make our way, try to get up on them. <sighs> <laughs> Start making our way around and <laughs> drop our packs. Look down at him. Had to have winded us. Had uh, to, I mean, the wind was in our face the entire time. I mean, it was more. It was perfect. Couldn't be better. Had to have winded us. Spooked them down and around this bowl. we were watching them and I was all pissed off. I'm like fuck it, fuck. It. We get not gonna see him again. This is bullshit. <laughs> and they start hauling ass around. They're like they're coming. Get ass. Get your ass up. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. And they just made a play around us probably 150 yards, 200 yards. Sam just, oh, like, oh, are we gonna shoot like, are we going to shoot him? I was we going to shoot him? I was like, you got the big one. We laid down, heard a racket, and I was like, all right, you ready? You ready? And she can't hear me. I can't hear her. <laughs> I was like, three, <laughs> two, <laughs> poof. She shot hers. I shot mine. She shot hers at probably 100, 120 yards of that, something oh, like that. yeah. Yeah. Easy money. And I shot mine at the same time, but probably 50 yards behind it with a 6.5, and it, Pranced around with the, the rest of the four caribou shot it again laid over right there nice it was about three o'clock <laughs> like this is awesome you know high five and kissed her and gave her a great big hug I'm like way to go i'm so proud of you let's get to fucking work <laughs> we, we need to get to work now we got and, shit to do yeah it's gonna be dark i don't want to be out here in the dark this shit sucks because there's no predators. There's no reason to be worried about any predators that time of year. It's not super cold either. But what worries me the most is your footing oh, yeah. when you're hiking out there. Because what looks like it's solid ground, you can sink like a foot oh, into yeah. that
0: moss. And when it's dark, there's just no landmarks out there. Nothing. That's nothing you to You get drawing. turned
1: <laughs> bass <laughs> backwards oh, in yeah. a hurry. But got them opened up, got one quartered, and I had stuck a tracking pole up with a uh, game bag on it So hopefully they'd see us like, mm. please <laughs> Please see us This is gonna be a really long night Yeah They finally saw the game bag And came down And got it all packed out Probably five miles From camp Good little Good hump Yeah But it was nice Got it all done in one whack Yeah. Heavy as all hell
0: Yeah cause y'all kept the Freaking hoofs on you Dummies <laughs> <laughs> so That was the first thing I saw When I saw your picture I was like Motherfucker I was like You just carried an extra Like 12 pounds out For no reason <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i caught some shit for that <laughs>
0: good well deserved shit
1: yeah but you know live and you learn
0: yeah what time did y'all make it back did y'all i'm assuming y'all got it all out in one trip
1: yep with all out in one Yep. that was nice so proud of her yeah she's badass that pack held up really well yeah her new exo, amazing heck yeah she good loved here. it she said it rode super well Super awesome. I had all the loose meats and shit and all sacks down at the bottom. I should have stuffed in a dry bag or something. Yeah. Give it some shape because we didn't have the fitted bags. Yeah. So
0: my mistake. Yeah, that's tough. The only way I found is, you know, lay your pack down and kind of. Oh, I tried <laughs> it strap it down, but honestly, the straps on those Kuyu packs—they just aren't burly enough to hold. Definitely not that type of stuff, and not really placed in the right spots for. No, for no it all
1: ended up being like a saggy wet diaper, diaper. down the bottom. <laughs> yeah, my lower back was just fucking killing. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, is "This is fucking bullshit." <laughs> I, I'd stop like. I stopped one time, probably a mile and a half, two miles down to try to readjust my bag. Mm. I was like, oh, Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Fuck we're just fucking doing it. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Cinched her down as tight as she'd go. Hoofed her out of there and got back. Reasonable time. Oh yeah. We had one of those little abandoned shacks. Oh yeah. Hung up all the meat in nice and dry in there. Well, dry ish. Yeah. You know, the roof cap had blown off and part of the roof was open and the windows were open, so we were like trying to put shit in front of the old door on the windows and mm-hmm. stuff. But it was really cool. It was a great experience. Hell, yeah. And then from there on out was pretty much his weather. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that night, it blew so hard. Yeah, I mean, our tent was like starting to blow sideways a little bit. Uh, thank goodness I put the guidelines out that evening. Oh, uh, yeah. I stuck all the guidelines out real tight, rolled up the vestibule that I had, I had my tarp laid out on the side, uh-huh. like, throw all of our shit under, rolled all that up, stuck all the bags in the vestibule of the tent. And thank goodness yeah. <laughs> it got wet so fast. Oh, I bet we were in a dry area, super dry. Yeah, it was swamp underneath. Like uh, within hours, fuck. Like, holy shit! It yeah. rained, it rained and rained and rained. When he came and picked us up, it rained and rained, rained some more. <laughs> and it started blowing in. Yeah, at South End. I guess we were on the south, I don't know, southwest side.
0: Yeah, down on the big peninsula.
1: Yeah, ish. Yeah, she, ish, that area. It don't give away too many. It's not a big <laughs> island. <laughs> yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> I ain't going to give away too much. But we were in, in that vicinity. Yeah. And we were coming around back to Adak, the city. And it was uh, Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it was the shittiest boat ride I've ever had, but it was rough. Yeah. That was for sure. I think it was like 10-foot swells or something <sighs> like that. Yeah. 10-foot,
0: 12-foot swells. And y'all probably aren't on a huge boat. Probably like, what, 36-foot? It was so a six-pack. Yeah, 30-something. Yeah. 30 something. yeah. That's always that's always sporty. How long does that run? I mean, obviously in weather. It's oh, be a jogging, dude. We
1: were not moving for a little while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was like, we need
1: to go towards the land and kind of jog around, try to catch some of this you know, less windy area to get dude. make some room. Oh, I don't even know how long we were on that boat. It felt like forever. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome. It was cool. He's a great driver, great captain, cool dude. A great hospitality. It was oh, awesome. Yeah. It was a long, it was a long afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Jake hadn't Samantha's dad, Jake hadn't shot one yet. and We were kind of glassing up on the hillside as we were riding on the boat, pulled into a couple bays. Not a whole lot of action. We saw uh, a couple cows take over the hill, and that's all we had saw. But he's going back in December to go get his bull. Nice, thank so, you. Yeah. And he knows that place really well.
0: No, that'll be sweet. Hopefully, it'll be pushed closer towards town, and that's the goal. But yeah, that time of year they. Push really really yeah. hard into town. Yeah, depending on the weather, that's usually when they start moving that way. Yep. but no, that's badass. I'm glad you finally got to get out there and freaking experience it because it's a cool. It's a cool place. It's a weird place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
1: weird. I've never been on like tundra. Like it's you can't call it tundra because it's not like inland, but it's definitely tundra. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's weird. I've never yeah. seen anything like that before. It was weird. Yeah. No trees, no nothing.
0: Mm-mm. Did y'all go to the National Forest while you were
1: there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. There is trees. <laughs> like five. <laughs>
0: hey, it might be 12. Be nice.
1: All oh, those salmon berries that have been planted there by someone in the little pet cemetery right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were just devouring. <laughs> First fruit we've had in a week, and we're like, sick. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Fido. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it was cool. It was a great experience. I'd do it again. It's not the most costly adventure by any means, yeah. but it's awesome. Hell yeah. It's definitely on the bucket list. I want to go out there and shoot birds sometime. Yeah.
0: No, you that was I'm glad I took my shotgun last time. It was a good time. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm freaking stoked. I'll probably go probably make it out there come next year. But cuz the group I went with they're doing it every year, but it's hard to pull that trip off it's every year. It's not a year. costly adventure. Yeah. <laughs> but but no. That'll be a good time. It's a good freezer filler, especially yep. in the winter, you know, yep. unlimited tags. Yeah, especially
1: if you got Alaska Airlines miles. That's Ooh. the most cost-effective way to get out there. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Super cheap flights if you're using miles. Not so cheap if you're not using miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: it's way cheaper to use miles. <laughs>
0: yeah. And uh, what did y'all do with meat? Just get it all processed, pretty much?
1: Yes, yeah, so we got some of it, brought it back in coolers, but... We got a lot of it processed ground through uh, Indian Valley. Nice. They do an amazing job. Their sausage is so good. Oh, dude, their sausage is fire.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what we did with all of ours yeah. for the most part.
1: But we kept all the sweet meats, a couple roasts and stuff. But Nice. It turned out really good. They Heck do some high-quality shit, man. I want to
0: get a spring bear done in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No. But that's that's sweet. Moose season didn't go so so hot for you guys, but yeah, really man,
1: <laughs> not damn for trying. <laughs> yeah, right. you, shit, I put in hours and put in all the time, and I, I'm a firm believer in the only way to get it done is to be out there. Yep. You know, this next year I'll probably take a week off or something and go out there and yep. pound it hard.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's just what it takes, and that's moose hunting. It's one of those; it, it'll happen eventually, you know. You know? Especially around here. There's a lot of pressure. Not a ton of animals. We got it plenty of animals, pressure. but just it, it can be tough hunting. But yeah. no, I got to pack out two moose. I only got to, so I did three moose hunts, two moose hunts. I bounced around to a lot of camps. So, okay. I, I think, I think it was just two weeks. Let's see. Did a 10 day sheep, 20 days of moose and bear. There had to pin another one. I think I did three moose hunts maybe i don't know something like that oh, yeah. <laughs> but regardless <laughs> but um got two of them out one of them i just showed up to pack the other one only showed up for half the hunt was doing a different moose hunt we actually worked our way down the valley we were in or down the river we were on and linked up with another one of our hunting parties and i stayed with them to help them pack as the other group went and changed locations and we ended up getting a bull got to be a part of that full one and that was a blast we nice He's like 58 inches, but he was a little taller than he was wide, but great points the whole way around. His left side was definitely his better side, four brow tines, great points on that side. The other side, just two big like elk, saber tine brow tines, and then uh, decent points, but just not as nice as left side, Um, but that was a doozy. That was a three-day pack out. We shot him right at two miles from camp um but with three swamps in between us and him and that yeah. turned into a freaking nightmare um it wasn't that bad but it was the first night of packing out was shitty <laughs> cuz we had we'd been hunting pretty hard uh not the best weather um uh, our client couldn't cover a ton of ground but he was he was down to get after it and he had a caribou moose and bear tag he'd gotten a nice caribou before I'd linked up with them they just finished packing that guy out and then I think it was the third day I was with them. It was on the 18th. Um, spotted this moose. Started making a play on him. We we had spotted one bull earlier, and we're trying to decide. If we wanted to make a play. It was hard to make him leave. He was, I mean, good three miles from where we were at. Um, but we could have packed him down to the river. Um, but we were trying to make a play on him, and then our hunter spotted some movement, uh, and he thought it was a bear. I got my binos over on it, and uh, – Turned out to be, it was uh, a bull with two cows, and the bull was decent. We couldn't quite tell. Uh, He never gave us a good look, but we knew he was a lot closer than that other bull and just better spot to make a play, and so we decided to move in closer. Uh, Got him bedded down, but still couldn't get a good look at him. We could see he had some good points, but he just didn't look super wide. We couldn't get a look on his brow tines, but we just kind of kept working in closer on him. I finally got into, like, 200 yards, and, you know, it's tough country. It's all flat. You're, you know, huge willows. It's just once you get in tight like that, you can't really glass. Uh, you know, we could see his handler tying through the uh, – while he was bedded, so we knew where he was at, but we could couldn't still didn't know if he was legal. He finally – we kind of had some swirling winds in this valley bottom, and he I think he finally caught – wind of us, he stood up, and so we're all trying to get glass on him. Uh Mitch, our guides getting glass on him. I've got my binos on him. Mitch keeps looking at me, trying to see if I can see four brow tines. I can see what it looks like four, but it looked like I couldn't tell if it was he was just at a real bad angle for me, and so I couldn't tell if it was a tine on his paddle that I was seeing, you know, on his brow, but I was pretty sure he had four And then uh, he finally kind of turns towards me. Mitch is trying to dig out his spotter real quick. Um, And luckily the moose, you know, he'd caught a whiff of us, but he said it was kind of swirling wind, so he didn't have us pegged where where we were at. Um, And so he finally digs his spotter out. At this point, I can tell he has four brow tines. I'm trying to kind of tell Mitch that. Uh, He finally gets a spotter on him. He looks at me, you know. I confirm that it has four. He, You know, he's confident it has four get our hunter uh willie prepped real quick and then he made his first shot bull runs about 20 yards uh gets the second one in him bull stops and he's just you know locked on on us locked down on us now but he's just you know he's got two uh i forgot what uh old willie was shooting uh i think it was a three oh it was like a 300 remington short old old Mm -hmm. cartridge but uh a good round nonetheless and and then got a third one in him, pretty much dumped him there. Still had a little life in him, but by the time we got up to him, he was uh, expired and got up hooting and hollering. But uh, it was about the same kind of thing, 3 o'clock by the time we got on there. By the time we were done with pictures, getting a snack and stuff, it was like 4. Start cutting on him, and we finally pretty much got him done. He still had one rib uh, and then one tenderloin on the carcass, but it was at this point 9 and getting dark, and we still got – two miles to get back. And so we load the packs up and get head back towards camp and, uh, following Mitch out, we hit the first swamp and we knew we had three swamps to cross. Uh, but they hadn't been too bad. Uh, you know, they're up to you about your knee, which is shitty, but you know, we just kind of had to, had to get after it and it gotten dark on us. So we couldn't really pick our way through just running headlamps and, uh, got to the first swamp. We get going. It's about to our knees, you know, we're just kind of trudging along. I have a hind quarter, uh levi our other packer has a hind quarter mitch has a front quarter and then willie willie wasn't packing nothing (laughs) but uh (laughs) god bless willie but uh he wouldn't have made it with no weight on his back um but get into the first swamp it's getting kind of nasty get to a thick like muddy spot willie get starts getting stuck and he kind of starts freaking out a little bit because he falls over um and he's like his foot was stuck in the mud. He couldn't get up. And he's like, I need help. I need help. And it wasn't much we could do because we're knee-deep with you know, 150 pounds on our back. And we can't set our packs down. And we can't really move very well. So, you know, we're talking Willie really through it. You know, calm down. Take a deep breath. You need to stand up. Like, we can't help you right now. He gets up. We get out of that first swamp. All right. You know, whatever. Uh, get to the second one. Mitch like, say, all right, I'll find us a, I'll find us a better spot to cross. Um starts starts heading up and you just hear every swear in the book come up. He's about belly button deep in this swamp and just not having not having a good time. And so he works back towards us. We work over a little bit, find a slightly less deep spot. Where, but we're you know good knee deep up above a little knee deep and going through. You're trying to kind of jump little tussock head to tussock head because they're sticking above the water. You know you'll step down and they'll sink to about you know top of your boot. But, you know, it's better than just that real thick stuff. And then I get stuck in a spot because I'm in the back of the back of the line, staying behind our uh, hunter again, just, you know, don't want to leave them behind. So I'm moving at his pace. So everybody else starts kind of pulling away. And, you know, it's tough because once he gets going, I'm trying to get going, but I've got a ton of weight trying to work through the swamp. So slowly starting to fall behind. And then I get stuck in some of that, like, kind of quicksand mud. And, you know, I'm about – you know, thigh deep in water, but my ankle's about ankle deep or my foot's about ankle deep in mud. And I'm trying to get it out. Can't really get it out. And every time I go to pull up, it's just sinking a little deeper, a little deeper. And I gave it like one good go and didn't come out and just sink above my knee. And at this point, you know, I've got no, le- I can't bend my, <laughs> bend my leg at all. So I'm like, well, this is where I die. Um, no, so <laughs> Holler was able to get a uh, Levi's attention and mitch stops levi comes back to try and give me a hand or just trying to get me out can't get my leg out of this mud gave it one more big heave try and push up lose my balance fall snap one of my trekking poles and then pat goes you know get submerged i'm able to unsnap out of my pack and now I, you know everything's soaked at this point you know i'm just parallel in the swamp my bag's all soaked get it kind of situated finally because i'm still stuck in the mud takes me another like four minutes of kind of digging my leg out to get out i would have never got out with the pack and that's kind of one of those things always hunt with buddies because if i didn't have a buddy i would have been in a real bad spot
1: about to get gone
0: um because even there like pack wasn't too heavy to the point where you couldn't put it on yourself Mm -hmm. but in that terrain you couldn't put it on yourself like you couldn't put it on and get up without you know somebody's help in that situation um and without you know just ditching your meat or gear because at this point we had all had all of our gear for the day plus meat so you know we've got you know true 150 to 170 pound packs going and um finally get up you know freaking ditch the other half of my truck and pull in the swamp as a little marker and then get back to going and then get out of that swamp. Finally get to the third swamp. And uh, that one was pretty easy. Go At this point, we're all just drenched and just kind of, you know, we're like a string of pack horses trying to get back to feed. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. It's just a straight line process. <laughs> and Luckily, this swamp wasn't super deep. We just kind of trudged through it, you know, waist deep – or not waist deep, but like thigh deep and – you know, everything's soaked at this point, so it didn't matter. And we finally roll into camp at, like, 1230. Got to hang up all the meat. We're all soaking wet. It's, like, you know, 38 degrees or so. So we're all, at this point, we're, none of us are cold because we've been working like freaking slaves. And then we get to camp, and, you know, you're immediately trying to just strip all your wet stuff off, get any type of dry clothes on, get warm, and, you know, you start freaking shivering like a, shaking like a leaf and, but I was able to get some dry, puffy gear on and stuff, get curled up in the bag. But by the time we all got, into, got in our tents and stuff, it was almost 2 in the morning. And we all kind of made the collective decision to kind of sleep in that next morning get rested up. Because we had a full another day pack out. And then for me and Levi, we had a full another day after that. But second day wasn't bad. Got out of camp probably about noon. You know, did breakfast, kind of warmed up, you know, just stared at our soft and wet boots and socks for about an hour and, you know, licked our wounds and then headed back out. Wasn't so bad uh, going out during the day, you can pick your way. Me and Levi chose to go around every swamp because screw the swamps. Um, got loaded up with another load, headed out. Uh, Willie still had a bear tag, so we were, you know, kind of hunting the carcass in. Um, bear visited overnight, chewed on the carcass a bit, but didn't, didn't destroy any of the meat, so got that last rib cage off and that last tenderloin out. Uh, got you know three more loads packed up, headed out. Got back to camp. I can't remember if we ended up coming back in the dark a little bit. Then I think we got back to camp right at dark. Kind of fired up a fire, ate some ate some moose meat, and started the drying process on some stuff. And then the next day, me and Levi had to make one more trip, and last one was a doozy, just because it would have been. It's, it, it would have been a moderate pack out for three guys, but it was a hefty one for two. I think we had shoot all the loose meats, all the sweet meats, the skull, and the hide to get out, which was a doozy. But with the two of us, we just kind of plugged away slowly, made it out. But we were all just freaking oh, everything was just, just so soaked. Deep, oh yeah, and it was it was the last trip of the season for me out there. Uh, I felt horrible for Levi because uh, we our pilot was super busy and so we didn't get out until so we got all the meat back that day we were able to fly all the meat out our hunter and then mitch our guide and then me and levi uh had to stay in camp one more night which we didn't mind we actually recorded a podcast that evening which you guys will get to meet the one the only levi womack awesome guy but um uh hung out gorged ourselves on food and whatnot and then i went back to have a sauna and freshen up but poor levi had to, he just got his next round of client and guide and went rolled into a 10-day bear hunt and poor kid had just gotten beat to the ground all season he was the man's made of freaking stone but he got put to the test this year bunch of tough hunts and just none of the creature comforts some of us got through the season but um but no, that was a super awesome hunt. The other uh, moose, like I said, I didn't get to be there for the kill, but showed up to do all the packing, and it was another nice moose, um, gorgeous, gorgeous bull. Another like fifty-eight, just under sixty-inch bull, um, and that wasn't bad. Just did two trips with that. We had four guys or so packing on that, so wasn't bad. But man, those moose pack outs yeah. <laughs> there, because yeah, we we weighted out and some like 900 pounds of meat we pull off of them. So you're looking at about 900 pound trips and with one guy that can be a freaking <laughs> ordeal. And luckily we usually have a couple guys, but man, they were, that was, that was the crash course. Yeah, that was like, definitely that first day, that first trip of that moose was probably the most like mentally tech. Ta- I don't even, cause there's two packouts I had this season that were just like brutal that one just due to everything was wet and it was cold and it was just in the dark and kind of just like not ideal. And then right before I went to pack out the first moose, I was helping pack out two caribou. And that was by far the longest pack out and the heaviest cause flew into camp. Um, I met up with Spencer Johnson, uh, Steve Johnson's son. He was helping out for the season. And he'd already shuffled a bunch of – they'd gotten three caribou. One close to camp, so only had to pack that a bit. And then the other two were about two and a half miles from camp and showed up on the last day of hauling that back to camp. But we had to go two and a half miles to the caribou, load those up, bring them back. And it was like, I think I had a hind corner, a section of rib, and then a head, uh, head and skull. Got back to camp with that. And then we had to pack up all of their spike camp, which wasn't a ton, uh, but we had you know six, six to eight days of food. Uh, all their gear. They were just uh bivying it, so they were just running a tarp and some bivies. But all their cooks' stuff, all their food. Uh, the hunter had left some gear, and I had just come from a different camp, and I didn't know what I was walking into. So I had all of my gear for a full. Uh, full hunt plus i think i had six days of my own personal food i was able to pawn some of that off on our pilot to drop off of camp but our final uh, once we packed up camp i had let's see most my essential gear which all my sleeping gear all of my you know boo boo ouch ouch kit you know binos uh everything Uh, everything outside of my spotter tripod and uh i think that's about it (laughs) i had most of my shit and then hindquarter, ribs head and skull plus half a camp we started off and we had we had about a four mile trip down to the river where we were getting picked up luckily it was all downhill which was nice we started packing and then spencer he'd been packing for like three days and his pack was just too heavy for him. He wasn't going to be able to make the hike. And so we wanted to ditch about 30 pounds of gear up on the mountain and just come back for it the next day, which uh, it was just, it wasn't going to work out with kind of the timeline of stuff we had a moose to head out and pack out for. We just, there was no way we were going to be able to leave it up there and make it work. And so I had him strap it. We had, I had no more room left in my pack. So, luckily, he had all this gear just in a bag, and we were able to string it up in the rack of the caribou. So, my my pack was just absurdly overloaded. Like, it was, when I got done with the pack out, I kind of had to self-reflect and was like, that wasn't the smartest thing. Like, I I definitely could have, it was the heaviest thing I'd had on my back since, you know, Olympic powerlifting in college. (laughs) Like, you know, it was just like... It was it was a doozy, uh, but I wasn't about to leave it up on the mountain and make that a whole deal. So, you know, just slow and steady, 250 yards at a time, stop, catch my breath. We had all day, so we were just kind of taking our time. And I'm glad, once again, wouldn't have been able to make it if I didn't have a hunting partner with me because this pack was to the point where you, even on – a slope you couldn't get off the ground by yourself with this pack. it was just it was just too heavy, and so, without Spencer there, there's no way I could have got down and Without me being there, there's no way we would have got all the stuff out, so it was kind of you know you needed to work as a team to make that work, but just continue to make our way down the mountain just freaking slow and steady and like real slow. We ended up packing for twelve hours this day we were just we were not moving fast, granted, we covered. You know, about nine miles that day, but it was just like slow going. And we finally make it down. We're starting to have to fight the sun sunlight. It was getting dark about nine thirty that time, and we weren't where we were getting to on the river. We weren't far from camp, but we still had to run the riverboat, you know, up to us and back down. And the river's so shallow, you can't run it. You know, you can't run it safely at night. And so, you know, we're like, shit, we got to get down there now. Start just hoofing it, Spencer. You know, we split up. Spencer gets down to the river to, you know, make sure we get a trip out. And so I'm just plugging along. We've only got, like, a third of a mile left to go. I'm checking my in-reach to make sure I'm heading on the right course. And then somehow in the uh, process of it, I end up losing my in-reach because I keep it clipped and tethered to a little like uh, D-ring on my uh, pack strap. But the string I have it tethered to, it was a little long at the time, and it kept hanging up in my trekking pole, and I was just getting frustrated, and I was worried it was going to, like, trip me up, and I was going to go, you know, head over toes with this pack, and I was like, I'm going to freaking hurt myself, so I untethered that at some point, and I kept checking my reach. and it was just, you know, at this point, you know, you're just exhausted, you've had, you know, this much weight on your back all day, you're just beat down and i just you know didn't clip it because i was like oh it's just tethered to be easier to get to this time just drop my in reach in the middle of the trail get another 300 yards realize i'm missing it and i just was like fuck because i was like i can't if i take my pack off because at first i was like i'm not turning around and going a quarter mile back no i can't like they're just i'm not gonna have time I can't take my pack off and go back. Yeah, because then I up. can't get my pack back on. No. So I was just like, all right, fuck my inreach. Like, <laughs> 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 so uh get down to the river, you know, we get the packs up, we're just here,
2: woo,
0: you know, hooting and hollering, just like, fuck, we did it. And uh, you know, get some praise from the boss man for my stupidity and <laughs> you know, almost strong back, weak mind. Hope I get tipped in inreach. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we get back to camp and then uh Proceed to, uh, it was Labor Day, so it was a holiday, uh, no clients in town, so we decided to get uh, belligerently drunk, um, <laughs> to, uh, uh, loosen up the muscles that we just tore up, and then, of course, in the process, signed up for uh, packing out a moose the next day, which was a horrible combination. Uh <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, yeah, next morning, we were, you know, up way too late. Um, Steve had a couple uh, old friends in town, and it was his last evening at camp, so, you know, we... We tied one on, had a good time, and, but went to bed about 5, got in the Super Cub at about uh, 7, 7.30, uh, <laughs> and headed off to the Moose. Um, and then that was, you know, pretty plain Jane, got that knocked out, hung out in that camp for another two days before flying back to camp, uh, main camp there at boys camp. And, uh, and then luckily before the next hunt I had about a half a day, so I was able to run back across the river and go look for my inReach. I got stupid lucky. I had when I lost it, I'd been tracking my route, and my inreach had died in the process. But my phone had where it was last Bluetooth connected to it, so I had like an idea nice. of where it was at. And I marked, I left one of my trekking poles over there because um, I needed to mark where it was at, and, uh, or at least some general idea. And so get back and looking for it, looking for it, and just like in the area right at that point and it's just not finding it i was finally about to give up and i was kind of making my way back towards the river and then i was like let me check one look little spot over here i don't think i came through this way and then that tether had gotten like wrapped around a spruce uh branch and it was just dangling right there in the game trail perfectly in sight and i was like score (laughs) dibs (laughs) So uh, lucked out, got real, real lucky. Uh, If you're at home, uh, the trick to finding a needle in a haystack, uh, there's two steps. First one, have an idea where the needle's at. Number two, you're real fucking lucky. (laughs) That's what what your boy was. And, no, it was nice because, you know, it's just not having one out there is – it's crucial to have one out there communicating with pilots, communicating with base camp, trying to, you know, figure out trips, planning all the logistics and stuff. It's just a nightmare without communication out there and plus, you know, keeping in touch with, you know, stuff on the home front. But um so it was nice to find that. I was going to be real bummed out if I lost that. Fuck <laughs> yeah. But that was that was by far the most like physically demanding thing I've done in a long time. That pack out was Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> made me feel good though, because got back to camp, and because uh, you know, Spencer had made it down there before me, and he was already talking. He was like, "Man, this this Mike kid, he's some fr- he's a crazy son of a bitch." I'll tell you, what. you know, <laughs> talking to his dad, and, you know. And they, Steve was kind of skeptical. Oh, I can't be that bad. And <laughs> grabbed the pack. And like, That's probably the heaviest pack I felt in a fucking long time. But I was like thanks i know I'm thanks stupid. dog <laughs> <laughs> i know i have a low iq but
1: <laughs> low iq really strong back
0: <laughs> but no that was a freaking doozy that and that first uh move or that second moose, but the first trip of it those two were just like because nothing it was a perfect pack out on the caribou it was just like it was a true like gut check like mm-hmm. you know talk your shit and show out like if you're gonna if you're gonna talk shit about it like you better be about it and there's a few times that i was like real close i was like i I need to just fucking ditch this but it was at the point where it's like it's only a mile another mile thick brush but it's only another mile i've already done it in the last three miles we could do that
1: finish your shit sandwich
0: (laughs) (laughs) eat the crust (laughs) but no everything else wasn't bad had a brown bear that we packed out about five miles Um, that wasn't bad. That was, you know, it was it was a long pack out, but it wasn't like you know knock your socks off or nothing. And plus, it was the first pack out of the season, so it wasn't wasn't bad. But no, it was a good it was a good freaking season, man. It was a lot of lot of covering country. Got to you know put a lot of thing you know think about a lot of stuff. Think about the future. Got some wicked sick plans for the future now which you guys will directly benefit from. Uh, we're going to keep that uh, uh, a secret for now. Uh, we got some groundwork to put behind that, but uh, you guys will be really excited to hear about that in the future. Uh, but hopefully come 2024, you guys will find out, and
1: it'll be badass. But So, serious question
0: time. Ooh, now that you've, secret seen, time. Now <laughs> you've
1: seen lots of racks, and I hope Levi's dad – Do a bunch of uh, moose racks this Mm -hmm. fall and doing euros on them and stuff. Probably saw, you know, 40, 50 of them. How do you judge it? This is the age-old question, looking at it, how do you
0: judge it? Like judging a bull, judging for 50 inches? So, the way we would look for mature bulls, first, just like if you're looking at the moose itself, so they've got their bell around their neck, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they'll be real long- kind of looks like uh the little the waddle that yeah the waddle like a you know a turkey has or even a cow some cows will have it but they have that bell at the end you're looking for like a short bell the more mature they get the more that they rub off so you're looking for a short bell and then if you have a direct like if you're looking the moose in the eyes it's looking at you if their ears are relaxed, down and relaxed, ear tip to ear tip is about thirty inches, another set of ears, yep, so you're looking for their ears laid out, and then you need ten inches on each side to make it fifty so that's that's generally what we were doing. What we were trying to ideally we'd be you know in the spotter we'd find a bull we'd try and get a picture with it with phone scope or you know just trying to snap a picture of it. And you're trying to get a face-on picture, and then we'd take, like, a candy bar wrapper or something. You know how on the – they've got, like, the perforated edges, the little, like, zigzag edges. Mm -hmm. We'd use that, take it – on, you know, put it on your phone screen, figure out how many uh, little zigzags it was from ear to ear. Or if you don't have a good ear to ear, the skull plate's usually about 10 inches. And then we'd measure with that and try and get an idea. Uh, But, yeah, usually relaxed ears – uh, thirty inches, and then you're looking for another, basically another set of ears outside of it. But it it's really freaking tough. I mean, yeah. like that last bull, he's fifty eight inches, plenty legal. Had four brow tines, which you know that's is what gave him. us the yeah. call. But I mean, at two hundred yards in the heat of the, it's hard to judge. You know, because fifty eight inches, that's only four inches on each side. That's not a lot. You know, that's a credit card on each end of his you Know horns, and it's really not that much, uh, but it can be tough. It's just we when we are looking for it, you know, just a myriad of things, you know, mm-hmm. no bell, uh, you know, big, blocky body, but it's tough. All moose are freaking big and blocky, mm-hmm. um, but then yeah, you're looking for generally big fronts because if you can get your brow times then you're golden, that's your you know, that's your money ticket, yeah, oh yeah, um, but then yeah, just. Spend a lot of time trying to get a frontal look on them because when they're walking away from you, they look fucking giant, (laughs) like, like you know, so you can't judge them from there. And then like on uh, the bull uh, that me and Mitch were trying to give the green light on, you know, he just kept giving us these like quartering looks. He looks real good. He's got good points. But if they've got good points, sometimes, you know, usually a big old bull, their tops are real rubbed down, uh, you know, missing points up high and stuff. And so it can just be real finicky, but we'd spend a lot of time just trying to get a real good look through the spotter. That was that was kind of our main ticket. But yeah, just looking for Uh, kind of a no doubter that's what we're generally trying to hunt for out there we're trying to get 60 plus inchers you know we passed on a lot of like 50s to 55s just because you know they're legal bulls but you know we're not trying to shoot borderline bulls you know we're trying to give our clients the best bulls we can Um, which in some circumstance you know Rodney awesome client we had from McAllen Texas uh, chasing a chasing a bull with his bow we had two bulls that were legal, one that was in and out of our life in a heartbeat that was the ruddiest bull we'd ever seen. We'd actually gotten on the same bull with a different client on the opening day, and he gave us the slip. We had ended up nicknaming him Houdini, a um, real good-looking bull. Wasn't the widest, but just he was kind of like the bull we got with Willie, just great points, you know, real solid bull, just kind of like your picturesque wall hanger, just like a clean-looking, beautiful moose. Uh gave us a slip on the opener, and then, with uh Rodney, we saw him the day we flew in. I glassed him up, and when we watched him pretty much sprint four miles in and out of our life, he stopped like twice to catch his breath, but he was just lip curling freaking licking his lips he you know he smelt it he was on the gravy train, <laughs> man, he was <laughs> heading for ladytown but uh and then saw you know, another legal bull, we passed on him, he's just kind of broken up, he was, you know, 50, probably between 50, 56, like solid bull, Um, and we actually ended up watching some locals kill him, which was unfortunate, because we were wanting him to, you know, live on another year, and we had, you know, we could have went and killed him, but didn't, and then, you know, saw him get killed, so, you know, glad they got a moose, but it was just kind of like a, really, damn, damn. exactly, Um, but they're just, they're, they're tricky, and You know, you see one, and oh, he's for sure. And then you start picking him apart, like shit, he might be forty five inches. Like, you know, he looked like a no doubter, but you start nitpicking. And then, uh, but when you do see a no doubter, like we'd seen, uh, oh shit, Greg, oh dude, Greg got a, he got some great video of just a stomper. Unfortunately, he was like five miles from the nearest, you know, landing strip, and that was just to get into him, not you know, not even making a play. They're on like day six of their hunt. There was just logistically no way to kill him and get him packed out in the 10 days, but he was easy 75 plus. Like he was a dinosaur and he was just all kinds of ruddy. Got videos of him like just center punching other cows, other bulls. He was just freaking, dude dude was a tank. He (laughs) was just like cool character. Had a big old fold in his pet. All kinds of stuff going on. Dude was just a monster, but he made it through and, no, hopefully he'll be 80 inches next year. <laughs> you know he's out there, but no, it was it was freaking kick ass. It was it was a good season. I've said that a bunch. I'm just yeah. I'm still high on the season. Oh, it's yeah. been you know it's been a been a good, good good hunting year for your boy. It started all the way in January, but you know it's been a good year. But no, that's that's how we were we were judging him out there at yeah. least.
1: See, I think I've seen doing the, all the euros and stuff, watching all the bulls coming in from our you know our local area. Not real. I didn't see one with four brow tines, I don't think. Yeah. Not one. You yeah. know, here we got, there was a shit ton of two-by-twos. Really? A shit ton. But they'll be 60-plus inches, mm. yeah. you know, but only have two brow tines on each side. And so then you you have to really play the guessing game. Oh, yeah. You know, but when you see a 60-inch-plus, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. We're going to shoot it. It starts to sag right on the outside of its head, around its
0: antlers, mm-hmm. start to see that little sag. Yeah, that was another one I forgot to mention. Yeah, exactly. When... Instead of bowing up, they're almost like laying down and out. Mm-hmm. You know, the weight of those antlers are pulling those main beams like, down. Oh, shit. Yo. Oh, shit. That's an oh, shit bull. Shoot it. Yeah. And then if they're kind of itching, like acting like they're itching their back, at their head's up, if their uh, paddles kind of lay flat against their back, that's mm-hmm. another good indicator. But. Yeah, no, it's tough because brow tines, you're never guaranteed it. You can get some goofy genetics. Like, even that four-brow bull we killed, like, he had three real distinct brow tines. And then his fourth one was still probably three, four inches, but it was kind of a kicker off of his third brow. Like a, so, like a bay tine. Yeah, and so it's just like, it, it's tough reading them, man. It's yeah. freaking tough. Yeah. <laughs> so you're trying to you're trying
1: to put something that's really hard to categorize in a box in a box. No, yeah. So it's just, there's no amazing way to do it. You just have to see a lot of fucking.
0: And it's tough because you do have to pass on a lot of 51, 52s. Because, and, you know, unfortunately, here local, a lot of people, if it's close, they're pulling the trigger. They're dumping it. Yeah. And, it's hard to blame them a lot of them don't get to do a ton of hunting they don't get a lot of time you see a bull looks really good it looks huge you shoot it. it's 56 is, you know 56 inches 58 inches fi- or i'm saying 50 40 you know 46 48 49 and you know it's an illegal bull and unfortunately most people just you know hush hush no tell and try and get it in and don't you know don't go and get it sealed or anything and you know, it just it is what it is. But uh, a lot of that around here, or you run into you know a spike fork situation, and you know might not have all its you know all its tines, or it looks like a spike fork, but it's really a little small paddle bull. And you you know, it's people get trigger happy, yeah. and they don't you know like we we're talking. It's not like they're around every corner when you find one. It's you know make your make your opportunity count. But if you want to do right by the population and be you know do right by the regs, it's a lot of times you gotta. You know, it's like, man, he's he's probably 50. He's probably 54, but is it worth like said, losing my license over? It's here, like.
1: they see a lot of two-by-two. All the ones I saw were two-by-two. Two. You know, otherwise they'd be dead. Yep. All of them were two-by-two. Two. And yep. you're just like, ah, then you have the guessing game. You know, we probably saw three moose. Two-by-two, real close. You know, probably upper 40s. Mm-hmm. Maybe 15. You're just like, ah, there's no definitive... No. Way to tell, yeah. But I've seen, I saw a skull come through that was maybe thirty six inches, four brown ties or three brown ties on one side and two on the other. No, you're just like, God, you can't deny that. No. <laughs> it's not huge, but it's
0: legal. Yeah, exactly. You know, no.
1: but it's a fucking crapshoot.
0: <laughs> it's a crapshoot. No, that was like freaking getting my crash course and trying to judge sheep. That's a fucking shit show. I'll tell you what.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <fuck.
0: laughs> No, because we, I struck out on sheep this year, it was a real tough year in the Alaska Range, I'm real, eh, not super bullish on uh, future regulations for the Alaska Range, I see that getting dialed back big time here in the near future, unfortunately, but um, got to see a ton of sheep, a lot of small rams, nothing legal, had a good hunt, covered tons of miles, got about, I think it was just 140 miles for that hunt, and but uh, no, no legal rams. But cool country. Got to see a bunch of animals, and it was just—it was a good time. Good weather, and couldn't have asked for you know much more. It Would have been nice to see some legal rams, get to put a play on them. But that's just you know that's hunting. You can't, yeah. you know. But no, it was cool. First, first hunt that I after sheep season because I showed up due to some unfortunate circumstances. Didn't get to do my first sheep hunt. Uh, one of our guides, Greg, had some medical issues going into the first hunt. Turned out to be some bad kidney stones. He had the idea that that was it. Um, and then I was supposed to be packing for that, but we sent one of our other assistant guides out just in case. Uh, Greg had to come out of the field, which he ended up needing to come out of the field. So it was a good good play by Steve. Um, so I ended up around camp taking care of a bunch of stuff, doing some scouting um then r- jumped into that second trip um like i said no sheep but saw a lot of country saw a lot of sheep uh and then rolled into our first uh moose hunt and that was when we found houdini on the first day um made a play on him got into 350 on him bedded he finally stood up never gave us a good shot our hunter tyler kind of got uh antsy wanted to try and make a play move move uh shooting locations, trying to get a shot. They ended up moving. I stayed to keep eyes on the bull and uh they ended up not being able to get in a spot to shoot. He finally he ended up giving us one one shot opportunity from where I was at. Stood broadside for about ten seconds, but he was kind of in a skyline position. It would have been a, a one shot and done. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, Tyler might have taken the shot might not have in this situation but we were hoping to pull out and find him the next day never saw him again but that second day uh found a brown bear uh while we were glassing for moose decided to make a play on it uh horrible situation we're stalking from below horrible winds blowing right up at him but we were kind of like you know it's not a giant bear Tyler was willing to shoot it he had a uh, I think he had all three tags, all four tags, big mm-hmm. combo hunt. But he was willing to shoot it, never shot in a brown bear before. Um, and we were like, you know, if we blow it out, no big deal. We're in a good spot to glass from up there. Get up there, blow the bear out, of course. <laughs> you know, get up there and don't see him at all. Saw a little cow, real young cow caribou that we played with for a little bit up there. Um She'd never seen people before, and we were just, you know, messing around with her, and um, then decided to kind of, we were just up and moving, covering country, and uh, wanted to kind of see where that bear went, so we kind of went in the direction we thought it headed, ended up glassing it up a big ravine away from us, and we were kind of like, eh, you know, no way we're going to make a play on it, sitting there him and Han about five minutes ago like shit you know he's sitting in this big open berry patch it's on this little like kind of peninsula not a peninsula but we're up on this you know drainage up on the hillside and there's this big you know canyon between us and there's a canyon on the far side of where it's at so it's on this kind of finger plateau deal and we're like shit we can probably get to like because we're like 600 yards right now we can probably get to like 420 maybe and we were like hey, you know tyler was a he was a decent shot and had the equipment to do it and we we're like well shit let's see how close we can get we get to like 460 and we're like this is about as close as we're going we kind of as a group kind of look at each other or yeah, <laughs> go for it <laughs> and, uh we kind of sat there hemmed and hawed and decided to give it the green light and tyler and greg both line up on it and tyler shoots his first shot Hits it high, but hits it, spins it, you know, she spins around, starts heading downhill, and then lead just starts filling the skies and, um, you know, roll her real good and, uh, you know, hit her real good, and got a couple shots in her, and finally go goes over this rise, so we can't see her anymore, and so we start working our way to her, stop in the bottom, give her some time, get some snack, filter some water, and then work up there, find her. She's still got a little life in her, so plug her with one more. And uh got some pictures of her. You know, it was a, uh not sure on the age, but it wasn't, it was a sow. Wasn't quite like full, mature. Yeah, it's a mature sow. It was probably eight, nine years old, but not super old. Gorgeous hide, though. Beautiful chocolate legs, blonde body, kind of blonde mohawk going down its spine. Mm-hmm. Real gorgeous bear. You know, probably seven and a half foot mountain grizzly, which, you know, solid sow for that area. Um, and got her dressed out, and I packed her out, and we, eh, it was about, as a crow fly, probably three and a half miles, but packing it out, tracked it at, I think, 5.2 miles, which about two mile and three quarters of it was riverbed with waders, um, which wasn't bad, flat walking, but just walking on rocks and stuff, but, you know, Barney's Pack handled it great, I had, you know, my gear plus the full bear hide and skull, and, you know, packed it out no problem, and, um, Continued to hunt for moose the rest of that trip. Just, you know, couldn't couldn't seal the deal on it. I ended up flying out to go help with that caribou. Because um, things, once I packed that bear out, things got hot and heavy pretty quick. Packed that bear out, had a day to flush it. Got in the cub, go pack those caribou out. Got done with that. Next day, flew out to go pack that moose. Got done with that and then rolled into the next hunt. And so I had about a six-day break there uh, just hunting but then yeah, I rolled right into that last moose and then uh pretty much as soon as I as soon as we were done with that got back to camp. Uh was supposed to fly out that day. Uh that got pushed back due to some weather and just timing stuff, so flew out the next morning and then I think that was like the sixteenth, seventeenth, rallied down to Homer real quick, saw Jordan, did some quick uh laundry and stuff and then head down to cordova for 20 days to go help out uh brella alaskan outfitters down there and first week was out in icy bay kind of just doing some uh building up a camp for a future operation out there and then uh we had one client out um bear hunting he ended up getting a nice wolf and ended up getting a real nice uh i think he's like nine and a half foot boar but no teeth just old bruiser bear and um and then flew out back to Cordova because we were out in Icy Bay for that, down by Yakutaga. And flew back into Cordova, then headed up for a goat hunt uh, with that trad bow hunter. And, you know, we already covered that, just shit weather. <laughs> but that was, that was pretty much the season, man. It was freaking, it was, it was a doozy. It was good.
1: That's pretty rad, dude.
0: Heck yeah. Didn't wash my nuts for about thirty days for a stint. That was sweet.
1: <laughs> Everything smells like taint, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it didn't. Due to those wool underwear. If anybody out there, if you no. are in the if you're going to be out for an extended period of time, like you know, 10, 12, 14 days, look into a good pair of wool underwear. I've always worn like wool long johns, like merino wool long johns and stuff but i always generally wear you know either a comp- you yeah, know synthetic like compression short style boxer or just you know coat you know some type of comfy boxer but they just start to smell real quick if you're out there working hard you know you got you know swamp butt going all kinds of stuff you know you get stinky pretty quick mm. But picked up at a uh, Barney Sports Shelly. You picked up a pair too, I believe. But the, I think the brand's called Minus 33 or something like that. Yeah, uh,
1: 33 minus, something like that. Yeah.
0: But they make, uh, Long Johns, Boxer Briefs, but they're all merino wool. And, uh, been eyeballing them for a while, but they want like $55 for a pair of underwear. And that's just like, f- for real? You <laughs> no, can
1: get like 20 pack of uh, tidy whities <laughs> at Walmart for a quarter of the price. <laughs>
0: exactly. But, um, sucked up and, um, bought those and shoot they was the best purchase you know it's like any wool once it gets wet it's freaking wet but just normal sweat stuff like that you know wicks it away really well and it just doesn't smell like yeah. i was going bang 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 there for a while and like i said i didn't didn't get a sauna in for 30 days or so freaking i was like man I, I either can't smell you know caught COVID or something because i can't smell nothing you know, I'll take my underwear off, get a whiff of it, and I was like, "Dude, this freaking, this shit's magic." It's <laughs>
1: like, laced with gold, <laughs> right? And I was like, "God, they were good."
0: Yeah, and you, you know, they slowly get stretched out, but you wash them, dry them, back to normal, mm. bam. And it's just like those are—they were worth every penny. I lived in those, wore those nonstop. I'd wear another pair of underwear two days, rank. Yep. Wear those bad boys a year, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I see that grid fleece on you. I swear you're wearing it every time I see you. Oh, yeah. This I picked up a couple, two of these in Cordova. It's a, if you're ever down in Cordova, Alaska, stop at, um. it's a Copper River fleece. They make, you know, fleece clothing. They're, you know, gal's been doing it for about 25 years there. She does everything in house. Um, and it's just more kind of casual wear, uh, fleece, no real you know outdoor emphasis on it and stuff. But there, it's all commercial fishing, active community and stuff. And it's just dynamite gear. It's, I mean, super warm, fairly light. I picked up a lighter one, which is this grid fleece, and then one of their thicker ones, which that's mm-hmm. what we got you and Sam uh, for Christmas. Those hooded ones, and they're just they're freaking. So slick and super cozy, super warm, fairly light, you know pretty simple, but look good, and oh, just dynamite stop stop in if you're ever in cordova can't beat it it's the only place in the world you can get them they look cool, they perform great, and you know it's like anything it comes with a a price, but it's cheaper than any brand of hunting clothing for i think this grid fleece was like 85 bucks or something and i mean i promise you it's gonna get all the work (laughs) but no they were they were dynamite i'd lived in that for that goat hunt pretty pretty solid and i've like you said i've worn it just about every day i've been back in town it's just like perfect for these like low 30s high 20s weather you know throw it on as like your shirt throw a jacket over top and you're freaking roasty toasty no, so, but hunting's hunting's almost in the back burner now. Where it's oh, almost in the know. rear view mirror. People still That'd out chasing saying. deer. We got to get this moose done, and then, I don't know, we might run out and maybe go get home. Oh. go punch <clears> it and <throat> get it done. Excuse me. But might, might, might try and go uh, freeze on a mountain goat hunt. We'll see. We still got time. We still got There'll time. There'll be every bit of freezing. But uh, we got ice fishing coming up, baby. Oh, dude, I'm st- don't love ice fishing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a cool fishing.
0: Yeah. Minimal packing, which is
1: nice. Yeah. Bring the sled. <laughs> Have oh. a couple hot toddies in the tent. Oh yeah. I love tent, man. I love that tent. <laughs> you bring a little heater. It's just the it's like I don't know. It's, it's the coziest fishing you'll ever do. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's on ice and people some people hate it. It's cause when they were kids they'd go out there and drill a hole in the ice and Stand there with a the fishing pole <laughs> or a stick with string on it. Yeah, but you can make it as luscious as you want. <laughs> yeah, we've
0: got it. We've got it figured out. That's our that's our retirement hobby right
1: there Dude, for sure. I wanted like a trailer with you punch holes in the bottom of the trailer with like. Oh yeah, the lift lid, hideaway lids, Mm-hmm. have TVs in there. That's that's like not even fishing. man <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh shit! Well, anything on the home front go crazy while I was gone for y'all. <laughs>
1: No, thank goodness. <laughs> yo, <laughs> Nothing crazy. Yeah, his water know. froze
0: up the other day. Yeah, son of a bitch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to get the heat tape and the heat gun out. It was it got cold there for a little while. Yeah, I mean, cold chilling. for us. Yeah, not negative by any means, but you know,
0: teens <laughs> <laughs> too cold. <laughs> you got cold. Too cold for us, banana belt boys. Yeah,
1: plug the truck in. <laughs> but turned out good. Sucks no. to work in, but we'll right. try to find
0: indoor activities. <laughs> yep, there's always something to do. Oh, we had. Uh, the first, or it was, I think it was the first day we made it down to the coast down in Texas. We'd gone the, pretty much the whole fall without a big incident. Jordan had been doing good. She'd seen a big black bear a couple days while I was in Cordova that was checking out the house. And then while we were down in Texas, he decided to come back. and He broke into the chicken coop and whacked four of Jordan's chickens, which those are her babies and it was a shit show for a little bit there boys we, it was pretty touch and go <laughs> it was she was not having a good time and uh so that that was that was tough uh luckily he didn't do too much damage uh he got the guinea fowl hen one of our sex link and two of our Rhode island reds and then we had the male guinea hen still but uh he ran away um, <laughs> lost his lady <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly his wife got murked and so he decided to <laughs> You know, fly the coop and just, I don't know, hopefully he's bugging somebody else. He's probably dead, but, you know, life's a bitch and then you die. Then you die. That's fucking right. But uh, we already got replacements, so we got three uh, (laughs) rock chickens. Uh, They are constantly bullied by our other chickens, and they're not laying yet. They're a little younger, but they're starting to get in there. When we put them to roost tonight, two of them are roosting now which is good. No, Only sorry. one was before, and the other two were freaking doing whatever they are doing, sleeping on the Chicken ground. Stuff. The one You saw the one, I keep calling her Catherine, but she just sleeps on top of the coop, and when you go in the coop, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I bought you this nice insulated coop. It's warmer in there, wants, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to use it, but um, yeah, I had that go down, and I think there was something else that happened, I think, but... But yeah, so had to fix up the chicken coop and stuff and consult oh. Jordan for a solid solid bit of time. But yeah, it's part of the job. <laughs> oh yeah. But other than that, it's been going good, getting cold. Gotta yeah. get the oil oil in the shop so uh we don't have to sit here in our full uh Dude. hunting gear. It's all we've
1: been doing. Getting heating oil transferring it from one barrel to the other barrel and then trying to ferry it with a dolly and a sled over the house and get it all it's jacked. Need <laughs> be a better system. <laughs> yeah, just Filling it up in the back of the truck and then trying to get it, me and Samantha trying to get the full barrel out of the back of the truck on a dolly. Yeah. Shit show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's a better way to do it. I just t-
0: don't know it. <laughs> didn't
1: want to do it. <laughs> there's always a better way. There's always a better way. Yeah. But just getting ready for winter. Getting the truck fixed up. I just fixed the blower motor and all that stuff. That was easy and it's out now. There's something else wrong (laughs) Didn't turn on When we were just in it I was like okay Awesome
0: Shit's still broken Fuck
1: (laughs) But it's awesome I just got crap work to do It's not fun work But it's work that needs to be done
0: Yep Honest days work baby Every day (laughs) Every day Oh shoot
1: Yeah Go shovel your sand now while you can Before it gets completely frozen Yeah
0: No it's coming Winter's coming It's here boys
1: So I gotta get up your driveway, with <laughs> <Yeah>, all <laughs> my studs on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, hopefully that works out, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I, I
1: someone come get me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the truck should be parked here. Oh,
0: but shit! What are we gonna do here in the future, man? What <sighs> what episodes do you guys want to hear? Y'all y'all need to write in. Let us know what y'all want to hear about this winter. We're definitely gonna. Touch some topics on uh, a couple more of the trips, dive in a little deeper, cover some of the gear we were using, kind of do a full breakdown from this hunting season and give give y'all some information that I'm sure y'all are curious about. You know, it's tough now. Market's gone to shit. World's kind of crazy, so picking up new gear and stuff's gonna be a little harder and stuff but hopefully we can give y'all some information so y'all can make some right choices so you can you know buy once and cry once instead of having to try out a bunch of gear when you know pennies are tight and stuff like that you know hard to come by nowadays so inflation's a bitch and you know up here shit's not getting any cheaper i never get paid anymore no electricity just went up fuels up everything's up groceries are up but you know that's all we can do but you know, Let us know what y'all want to listen to coming up this winter. We, we'll cover whatever. We're going to cover a bunch of ice fishing stuff, hopefully some skiing stuff. Got some cool interviews coming up in the works. We got a lot of stuff going on. Um, it'll probably be, you know, another week or two before we really get rolling into anything crazy, but we got a lot of uploads coming up for you guys to get caught up on. Uh, love seeing the support, love, you know, getting back and seeing a bunch more listens on everything, seeing the audience grow and, you know, it was nice getting, getting yelled at by some people telling us we need to post more and stuff. So we're glad you guys are, you know, missing it and looking forward to <laughs> it. Really so. care? All right. You guys care about my feelings? <laughs> No, we just like to laugh at your stupid (laughs) voice. No, but, you know, we love to hear it from you guys. And hopefully, you know, diving right back into it. That's why we're sitting here today. You know, we enjoy it. We miss it. And like we said, apologize for the technical difficulties through the fall. But, you know, hopefully you guys are doing better things than waiting for us to post something, you know, getting out and doing some hunting yourself. So uh, with that, let us know, you know, send in some of your successful hunting pictures. If you've got a, you know, story to go along with it, write a brief story and shoot, maybe we'll even do a, you know, include it in an episode or even, you know, do a full interview, uh, call, call a couple of you listeners and, uh, talk about your falls. I know y'all have been out doing some cool stuff. We've been out doing some cool stuff. So it's always fun to chit chat, see other people's opinions, see what other people are using, techniques they're using, gear they're using, where they're hunting and just, you know, checking in on people. It's Hard
1: ice tips and tricks, man.
0: Oh, yeah. It's coming. it's coming. It's <laughs> coming. We got some cool trips planned. That's for sure. But um, we'll probably... uh, You got anything else you want to cover? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. That's
1: about it. About you leave got, the people
0: man. for three months, and this is all they get. That's
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> about what I got. <laughs> Nothing exciting, actually.
0: Oh, man. But... Uh, Like we said, thank you guys for everything. Uh, If you can take a minute out of your time and uh, leave a little review, leave us a rating, hit that five star. We really appreciate it. Uh, Hit the subscribe button so you can get notified whenever we drop an episode. Uh, Thursdays at 6 a.m. Alaska time, we're back on that schedule. Like I said, we might be dropping some weekend bonus episodes, some in the field stuff that I recorded while I was gone, as well as some uh, episodes that Sean and Sam recorded that we were unable to get uploaded before our technical difficulties occurred um but yeah we'll have plenty of plenty of stuff for you guys still got a lot of big things for the show in general coming in the works uh like everything it's a it's a slow process to build a build an empire but we're here to build it with you guys Rome wasn't built in a day exactly so no we love every bit of input you guys give us and we're hoping to kick back all of it Back to you guys. That's what we're here to do it for. Teach y'all how to live your best life in Alaska from a couple of idiots. That's all we can do. That's what... That was our purpose on this earth. <laughs>
1: Pretty
0: much, <laughs> freeze our ass off in your shitty garage and talking to a
1: microphone. <laughs> <laughs> My toes are cold as fuck.
0: <laughs> well, uh, we need to go defrost uh, Sean's toes because he's being a prissy little white pants. I got
1: extra toughs on man. <laughs> uh, you
0: should have got nicer ones then, because huh? mine aren't cold. <laughs> yeah, fuck your insulated extra
1: toughs. swamp ass <laughs> feet every day.
0: Oh, all righty, guys. Well, thank you so much. It's been awesome chatting with you guys. Looking forward to everything coming up. Love you guys. Hope y'all are doing great. Catching fish, shooting things. Send us out of here, Shonzo. Stay frosty. Stay warm. See you later.